Welcome to the Church of Now podcast, where we believe kids and students and young adults can make a difference now in the moment. We don't just ask them to be the future of the church, but we believe that they are the church of now. We're going to be talking with ministry leaders about what it looks like to inspire and tell young adults and kids and students what it looks like to make a difference now in the church. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, welcome to the Church of Now podcast. This is your host, Matt Mangrum, and I am so excited for this episode. This is our first ever bonus episode. Early on, a couple weeks ago, I told you in the first episode of the podcast that we were going to do one season, 10 episodes, and then we were going to take a little bit of a break. Well, we've had so many incredible conversations, uh, so many great uh, dialogue with our guests, and, and we just decided, you know what, we're going to continue on. And so this coming up Monday, we will start season two with a guy named Josh Clark, one of, a, one of those guys that's made an impact in my life since I was in high school. Uh, he's the youth minister in Little Rock, Arkansas, and it is packed full of some incredible information. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to go into season two. This has been an incredible journey for me. Um, starting the Church of Now podcast was an idea that I've been mulling over for a long time, not necessarily starting the podcast, but the idea of the Church of Now, because it's so important that we understand that we all have a place, we all have a purpose, and when we start to tell people that they have a place and a purpose in the church, they start to make a difference now. And so it's important that we understand that we are all a part of the Church of Now, and I'm so grateful, so grateful to have people who believe in this, and I'm thankful for you. Um, because our guests that we've had have given some incredible insight into, into what the Church of Now looks like, things that I hadn't even thought about. And so, this bonus episode is not just me telling you, hey, season two starts next week, um, but it's, I'm going to tell you a couple of things that I've been learning as well um, from this podcast. It's been an incredible journey, and I'm so excited uh, to see what the future holds with this. Hey, I want to mention as well, if this is something that has been helpful to you, um, maybe you've been listening to the podcast all the way through, or maybe you're, you're just checking out the first couple episodes or whatever, um, I would ask if it's something that's helpful to you, something that the content is, is helping you out in some way, maybe you're a minister, or maybe you're just a, a regular church member who's starting to understand that we are all a part of the church and it's making a difference now. If this has helped you at all, I would love to ask you to rate and review and subscribe uh, anywhere you have a podcast, anywhere you listen to a podcast, should I say, um, because that really helps us get the content that we produce into the hands of, of people that may not know about the podcast uh, yet. And so when you subscribe and review and rate it, it gets it into the hand of some people uh, that may not know, where, know about the podcast and know where they can get to the podcast uh, quite yet. And so, thank you. Um, also, I would love to hear what you all have been learning. I've been learning a lot. And so, you can message us on our Instagram page, The Church of Now Podcast, or our Facebook page, The Church of Now Podcast. And we would love to hear what you have been learning as well. Now, you can also do that in your reviews if you would like to do that on the podcast, whatever, whatever platform you listen to. But I want to hear what you all are learning uh, from this podcast. So, uh, let's dive in. I've just got a couple things that I want to mention really quick. I'm going to try and keep it somewhat short. Um, but here's the thing. I've, it's, it's been an incredible journey. Thank you for listening. It's been great. One of the things that I've been learning is that we need to think about the church as a family, right? And so I've, I've known this for my whole life. I've known that the church is a family. I know that we 
uh, are the family of God, the body of Christ. Um, but when you think about how a family works, it's exactly how the church is supposed to work. Think about it. One day you were born. <laughs> Maybe one day you got married. Maybe one day you had kids. Maybe one day your kids had kids. And so there's some different roles that we have throughout our lives in our family, right? And so as of right now, or let's just back up for a bit. A couple years ago, I was just a son and a brother, right? But I was also a grandson. Now I am a husband and I uh, maybe one day will be a father, and maybe one day be a grandfather. And so I, I tell you these things. Um, it's not like you don't know how a family works, but I tell you these things because sometimes our roles change, right? And so it's different. It's different when you go from a parent to a grandparent, or maybe a son to a husband, or, or whatever that is for you, whatever that role is, um, those roles change. And so we have different demands, different needs from different people whenever those roles switch, right? And so it's important that we understand that our family changes and so does our church. And so sometimes, you know, our roles as a kid is going to look different than our roles as an elder or um, our roles are going to look different in college ministry than it is in youth ministry. Those roles just change. And here's the, th here's the truth. The roles change, and that's just life, right? And so there's nothing that's going to stop it from changing. There's nothing that's going to stop life from changing at all. And so we have to be comfortable with the idea that change is just a natural thing. And so sometimes our roles in the church may change. And so that's not always easy. But if we think about our family, we think about our church family, those roles change, and we just got to find a way to fit into our new role whenever that change happens. And so... Also, as a family, we're not going to tell our grandkids that they don't have a purpose. We're not going to tell our grandparents that they had a purpose and they don't now. We are all the church of now. We are the family of now. And so we all have a place and a role to play in the family. So that's number one. That's one of the things that I've been learning. Number two, this is not just for the younger generations, right? It's not just hey, the church of now is for the younger generations. That's So many times we say, hey, we're not just the church of the future. People have told us that. I talked to a, a couple middle schoolers today at a, at, a, at a chapel service I spoke at, and I asked them to raise their hand. How many people, how many people have been told that they are the church of the future? And I would say about 20% of them out of 150 have been told that they are the church of the future. That's 20% of students that could have been making a difference now, but maybe they feel like they have to wait. That's a dangerous thing. That's scary, right? We need to tell them that they are the church of now, but also what I've been learning too is that sometimes the older generations feel that they are the church of the past. And that's not true. They have so much value. They can mentor people. They can encourage people. Maybe they have good finances and they can fund projects or they can fund the church and fund what it looks like to, to love people well and give to these different charities or whatever that is. Older generations have the ability, if they don't have anything else, they can at least give the wisdom that they have to the younger generations. And I'm begging you, if this is you, please mentor someone. Please mentor a younger person, whether it's your grandkids or whether it's somebody at church, because we need older generation people 
to make a difference in our younger generation and make a difference and mentor them and pour into them and feed into them. And I know that can be awkward sometimes. It's awkward sometimes for us to go, okay, I want to pour into somebody. I'm going to go up and talk to them. And as an older person, going up to a middle schooler might be kind of awkward. Taylor Brown said this on the podcast that, hey, if you go into that conversation and you say, and you say this, hey, uh, I understand that this is awkward. I understand that this might be a little weird that uh, a, a, an older man or an older woman is coming to ask you if you could go to ice cream or coffee or something or, or whatever. I understand that that is a little weird, but I feel like Jesus is calling me to do this, and I, I don't want to disobey what he's calling me to do. And Taylor said, you know, if you approach it that way and you're vulnerable, at least if the kid decides, hey, I don't want to do that, they know what they're missing. A real genuine conversation or mentorship with somebody who has wisdom. And so uh, it's not just for the younger generations. It's for all of us. We all have a place. We all have a place to make a difference now and a purpose now in the church of now. We need to make a difference. The next thing is this. We don't have to be the big guns to serve. We don't have to be the person on stage. We don't have to be the most popular person. We don't have to be the famous person to serve. More often than not, the church functions because of people that will put up tables and chairs. Tommy Smith, who was the president at Johnson University, who was my president when I was in school, incredible guy, I love him to death. He said on the podcast that there was a guy that said, hey, I have a master's degree. I don't put up tables and chairs. Like, I don't, I don't put those out for meetings. And I'm like, oh, man, I pray that that's never me. <laughs> I pray that I, I never get to a place where I think that I'm too good to put out tables and chairs. See, when we have that mindset, we're not looking like Christ. When we have that mindset, we're not being the church of now. We're being the church of the future, to be honest, because we're thinking that we have something better for us in the future than, than what it looks like to serve now in the moment. But Jesus shows us all throughout the scriptures that we are to make the difference now in our world today. It's so important that we understand that we have to make a difference now. It's so important. This comes from somebody who... When I was in school, I, I, I hated school my whole life. It was, it was always a struggle for me, and I always hated going to like a travel service or a conference and hearing these people introduce themselves as, hey, I've got this degree and that degree, and I've got four or five or six or seven degrees, and I've got this, and I'm blah, 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 whatever that is. I always got frustrated with that because usually those people, also if you're watching the podcast, you see my dog Violet has joined us and really wants to be pet, um, but... Uh, I always got frustrated with those people because I always felt like we, I felt like whenever those people would speak and they had all those credentials, that anytime I would listen to them, they didn't know how to um, give the, the application in a practical way for my life. And I'm not saying everybody, trust me, there's some incredible people with a lot of degrees, a lot of knowledge that has helped me out in my life. And so I'm not diminishing that, but it always seemed like some things would go over my head. And I never wanted to be that person that was like, oh, I'm just all about degrees or all about whatever. Um, <laughs> Violet is now getting on the couch with me. And so if you are joining on the video, please enjoy seeing Violet. Um, but I remember, I remember always getting so frustrated with that, and I never wanted that to be me. And so, you know, I went to college. I didn't have any academic scholarships. Um, I didn't get any uh, money for my ACT score because it was too low. 
But I ended up graduating college with three degrees, and I'm not saying this to brag, and I'm getting my master's degree and all this. But here's, here's what I'm trying to say, is that just because I might have a piece of paper with a couple of degrees on it, just not stop me from serving God, or at least it shouldn't, right? And so if I ever get to that point, um, that's dangerous because Jesus wants us to serve people no matter what. He calls us to serve and wants us to serve no matter what kind of degree, no matter what kind of platform we have, no matter if we're the main speaker at a church of 20,000 or whatever, we are, we are not too good to put up tables and chairs for a meeting or to put them out. Tommy Smith said that he is the Johnson University president and had a meeting with his leadership team recently, and he was the one that put out the chairs and tables. That's what it looks like to serve. That's what it looks like to look more like Christ. And so if you want to make a difference now in our world, if you want to make a difference in the church of now, be willing to be that person who will set out tables and chairs. The next thing is this. Young people want to be challenged. Give them a place. Give them a purpose. Give them a challenge. I have a girl in our youth group who has been wanting to do photography for a while. And so I, I gave her the opportunity. She, she doesn't know much about photography, but I gave her a camera. I said, here, take pictures. And ever since then, she's been taking pictures for our youth group. And that's been so cool. And it's something that she's still learning over and over. And it's something I still learn. I'm a photographer and videographer, and I'm still learning every day. But she has a place. She has a purpose. And she found something that she likes, something that she can be challenged in. And she wants to make a difference there. And I love that. Young people want to be challenged. So these are a couple things that I've been learning. The final thing is this. If we want young people to come to church, we have to give them absolute truth. Absolute truth. We live in a world where there's the us versus them mentality. It's my truth versus your truth. Here is the real truth that Jesus came to die on a cross for every single one of you and me. Nailing our sins, our mistakes, everything that we've done in our past to the cross and defeating the cross, defeating death. He came back to life so that you and I could have life, so that you and I could be made alive in Him, so that we could serve Him every single day that we're here, but also join Him with Him, join with Him in heaven one day. I love this. I, I, I'm so excited when we start to speak truth, because what I've learned in my youth ministry, that when I tell people about Jesus, they're hungry for it. They want to know everything about Him. They want to know what Jesus did in their lives. And whenever they hear what Jesus has done, it challenges them and inspires them to make a difference where they are. We don't have to, to fake it. We don't have to fit everything in with the culture. Just give people Jesus. Give people the truth that He came to die for every single one of us. That's just real truth. You'll see different things on CNN and Fox News you know, one truth, another truth, and no one really knows what the truth is anymore. And so we must know what it looks like to give them true Jesus truth. The one who is compassionate, the one who, is, who would care for others, the one who washed the feet of his disciples. I don't see that a lot in the news today, but when I tell our students that, when I tell people that, they're amazed because it's different than the culture. It's different than the world. And so we must let young people know the truth of Christ, that he was a servant, and that if we want to be the church of now, we have to be a servant too. These are a couple of things that I've learned through the podcast. Thank you for listening. Again, um, I'm so thankful that you are a part of the Church of Now family and my family. Um, thank you for listening. I'd love to hear what you have been learning. So reach out to us. I'd love to hear that. And then if you could please go uh, give a subscribe and a rating and a review wherever you li listen to the podcast, that would be great. 
excited for this Monday, season two, episode one. Josh Clark will be on. So excited. There's a lot packed in there, so please check it out. I'll see you on Monday.